This is an ABC podcast. Space. It's the final frontier and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedinac Orbiter. Once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yes, a special Father's Day opening to Bludging on the Blind Side today. Father's Day, one of our traditionally high-rating programs. Obviously, the Blind Side offers a lot of uh, human face and bowel cancer merchandise, which dads have been hooking into, or should I say relatives of dads have been hooking into, and so, Dad, don't be surprised if the human face visits you sometime tomorrow. And I should point out that Serena, well, could this be the end? There's a plucky young Australian up one end and the great tennis champ Serena Williams at the other end. And I haven't got an update on the score, but when I last I looked, Serena was a bit of trouble. Have you got an update, Roy? Still, she's serving at 1-4 uh, in the third set, Serena. Right. And your thoughts? I think uh, the young Aussie's got it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to thank TF Much uh, to Cedric Esmed Sump. Uh, AO for torching the blindside blue paper once again, and you can hear, you can hear in that voice, in that short grab about the Jedinac orbiter, that the man is possessed with the explosive power of a truckload of nitroglycerine travelling down a bumpy dirt road to hell with the clock ticking, tick 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 tick, and a boom round the corner. Yes, bludgers, it's the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cove, cave and cove here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to another bludge. It's HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Now, blindsiders, you know, it's just an incredible game for, should I say, an incredible week for the greatest game of all on and off the paddock. I mean, have you been along? Have you had a look? You might have clocked into a match last night or earlier in the week. Uh, you know, the highlights of the soft opening, as I've called it, last weekend. It was just tremendous. Every seat has a great view except those that don't. Now, uh... Last night was Rugby League's Night of Nights at the uh, said venue for 2022. Uh, the handrails handled the weight. The toilets flushed magnificently. The food options were out of this world. Captain Feathers, Peters Volandis, surveyed the damage from afar and declared the whole joint was a dream come true. And the sooner they knock it down, the better, as far as he was concerned. Having said that, wasn't it great to see the New South Wales Premier, who I don't uh, associate with Rugby League at all, I'm talking about uh, Premier Dominic Perrottet. He was out at the soft opening last Sunday night. He arrived dressed for footy and, you know, those Williams boots and, you know, the chinos and all that sort of stuff and a sports jacket. He looked right at home there. Uh, And he was, you know, let's face it, after about 30 minutes, he'd settled down with a lobster dog in one hand, a schooner of Resch's dinner ale in the other, an iron on Leishman Lager as a chaser. He was standing, by now, he was standing in a queue to take a long jimmy and uh, in the nearby Dunnies. And as he stood there, he could hear the thousands of toilets taking the load. He looked right at home, the Premier of New South Wales. Toilets are his thing. It's a big, it's a big thing to have all these toilets there. I think there's 600 toilets for, for you know, well, so there's a lot more than 600 toilets in there, but there's 600 toilets at least easily accessible in there. 
Uh, but the league began with another weekend of lopsided results. The score issue is really killing the game from my point of view. Try these numbers on for size. This is last weekend, not this current round. So the previous round began with Eels 53, Broncos 6. Panthers 46, Warriors 12. Raiders 48, Human Face 6. Sharks 16, Dogs nil. And after looking at those results, especially the um, Canberra Raiders, wonderful win over the human face. Uh, for one stick, that is, a.k.a. the ant, a.k.a. the angry ant, a.k.a. you know Ricky Stewart, a.k.a. Carlos Smith, and for one stick could bellow at the presser with total confidence, it wasn't us out there. I mean, how often do we win with 53 to 6? We hardly ever do it. Wasn't us out there. And he could say it with a true conviction and really mean it. And uh, after two seasons of sin-binning everything and everyone in the game, the, the game is now hooked on thuggery. Uh, this was the view of the chief, that's the chief writer, midweek in Sneesby's rag. He went out of his way to highlight the stink put on by Rooster Jared and Storm Nelson last weekend. The return of the thug is now going to be, wait for it, a two-part special on the eye of the storm with Cam Smith, should Sneesby get off the, you know, you know what, and green light something. Now, in fact, uh, the chief was so keen, this is the chief in Sneesby's rag, was so keen on the thump, he suggested all finals should be refereed like Bill Harrigan did in the old days. For those who aren't old enough, uh, once the finals bobbed up over the horizon, Bill got out of the road, put the whistle away and let the players sort it out. Uh, he wasn't keen to get involved between, say, people like, uh, you know, Jared and Nelson. He just thought they understood what was going on far better than he did. Uh, by the way, the short kick... The short kickoff. When did that become a thing? I mean, it's killing the game. People need to have a look and slow up and just take a pause and think, well, can I kick it 10 metres? No, I can't. Better let somebody else do it. In other great league news, the Toilet 2, Ponga and May were set free with all charges dropped after their harmless hijinks in the Delaney Hotel toilets. Now, there was a big uh, demonstration out front of Delaney Hotel. There were about four or 5,000 people gathered, mainly Newcastle Knights people. And uh, look, sure, I can't repeat some of the chants, but you get the idea, you know, free the two, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, and I thought sanity prevailed there that night. There's some beautiful speeches. Uh, we might be able to play some of them and obviously have to tidy him up because of language. But no further action will be taken, mainly because the league does not see anything wrong with a couple of blokes camped around a porcelain bus in a cubicle after a heavy night on the squirt. Uh, they were doing the right, at least they weren't vomiting outside in public. You know, they weren't vomiting in, uh, you know, on youngsters going to the football to see rugby league or uh, even worse, vomiting on other players. Incidentally, there was a lovely bit of um, a lovely hurl and spit, I think, from a demon player the other day and, uh, you know, just had to look away. I'd hate to see that come to rugby league. That's the sort of thing the AFL do so much better. Uh, incidentally, there's nothing in the rule book that says players can't help each other out when one puts on the wobbly boot, and that's a fact. There's no rule that says, you know, wobbly boots on, you've got to do this sort of stuff. They don't even mention the wobbly boot in the rules. Rugby and our old, go our old gold fruit and nut blew away South Africa at the prettiest cricket ground in the world last Saturday. Tune 25-17. With the Bok, now the Golds Bunnies, and the All Blacks, a bunch of quivering wrecks stuck in the mud of their own making, hoping the safari will arrive with the elephant gun to put them out of their misery. Our fruit and nut, wait for it, are suddenly favourites for the World Cup. The gold are at it again tonight. Another repeat, they're going to go up against their Bok Bunnies in the Foul House. First time uh, the Union game has come to the Foul House, uh, obviously since the Chooks and Rabbits opened it up last night. Now, AFL, and 
Whiten ended the first qualifying final with a video ref overruling the goal umpire's original call that the lynch snap in the dying seconds was, in fact, a goal. So you get the idea the goal umpire said, yeah, no, she's right, six points, back to the centre, go for a bounce. And the video ref comes in over the top and says, oh, no, wait a minute, that's just hit the top of the post. Imaginary. Obviously, the post isn't that tall. Lynch kicked it up over the post and hence it was a point. Oh, well, hell's broken loose. I mean, you've got people like Dimmer. That is uh, Damien Hardwick, Dimmer. Tiger's coach saying, well, you know, if the... Why can't they? Why can't we just have one or the other? Either everything done technically, or just have the human, you know, the human people there doing what they do best, and that is adjudicating goals and out of bounds, etc. As we take everywhere else. Anyway, he was pretty outraged by it. It was declared a point by the reviewing committee, and the Lions ran the length of the well, ran the ball the length of the, the uh, Gabba and scored a winning goal. Ooh, they'll talk about this one for some time, uh, and. Now, do we factor in, this was a question raised and I haven't got an answer to it, factor in the response of players to their snaps when they're in dispute and have to go to the bunker. I mean, if they just sort of think, oh, that was a point, oh, won't get too excited. Or if they get really excited, they think, oh, it could be a goal. Anyway, that's for some other brighter minds than mine to think about. Now, elsewhere, former Carlton Superboot, Brendan Favola, this week declared himself the greatest blue and returned to Icon Park to catch a football, wait for it dropped out of a helicopter circulating above Icon Park. He snared the pumpkin drop from 222 metres. He bobbled the first attempt, so it was ruled ineligible for a record, but plucked the second with grace and skill and no bobble, and the record was his. Look, it's something new in AFL, I don't think they're stuck for crowds particularly, but I like the way they're going. There's going to be a lot of more interest in the game. I mean, imagine when we get to a thousand, a thousand metres and we drop the ball. I mean, it'd be a good drop to get it onto the, uh, yeah, playing arena of Icon Park, but nonetheless, it'll happen. Football in the world game, more good news for the Socceroos. We know Hughes is back. Arnold is having a great preparation. And now the Brazilian superstar, Rivaldo, says all Australia has to do is turn up and they'll win it. That's the South American perspective, and who would argue with him? Tennis, and our number one who's in action at the moment, had a wonderful week at the Meadows. Uh, the game is obviously great, but the bellow at the box for not doing enough heavy lifting was special, followed by, by a big spit. Oh, you know, the bloke's got everything, hasn't he? This, um, you know, he's spray to his mates in the box will we'll live long in the memory. And who knows... You know, Super K may produce something very special in the days ahead. Incidentally, Nick was one of the few, if the only one, to notice the waft of weed rolling through Flushing Meadow this week. Uh, killer nostrils, well, with nostrils like his, uh, he'd be handy. You know, I mean, they are really tuned, fine-tuned. I mean, a bloke who can spit like that's got to be doing something right with the schnoz. He would be handy at Australian airports working uh, for Border Force. If anyone wandered through customs with a couple of keys of Durban poison, Nick would know. Nick would know. I mean, his nose knows the weed. And then, obviously, the fine for spitting. I think it's a world record now, something like 45000 uh, for a spit. Uh, worth every droplet, I would say. Speaking of special fellow Aussie, Jordan Thompson did something very special. Despite being bundled out in five sets, there was a net confrontation that had all New York talking. Top tennis without a ball being served in anger. Horse racing and, uh, should I say, harness racing and a roundup of trot news from the dump end of the conveyance. Victoria Emma Stewart snared her 100th Group 1 winner last Saturday night at Tabcourt Park, Menangle in the Nutrient Equine Alabar Farms two-year-old Colts and Gildings final. We were very keen on Emma getting this uh, 
great mark, the 100th Group 1. Emily Quinell at the event uh, when driver Mark Pitt saluted with the first responder, as in the horse is called first responder, and major celebrity plugged home for second. Emma's third horse, Petrarca, which is what was our omen tip last week, pouted into fourth after threatening in the running. Now, it was a top... Alabar Farms this year in 2022, with many in the crowd thinking of greats like Paleface Adios, Hondo Grattan, Miracle Mile, and so on. And now, as we do every week on The Bludge, we pause for a moment to TYFYS. Remember, this Sunday, our annual TYFYS service is a chance for all Australian families, large and small, to say thank you, Rugby League. Thanks to all who served and made the Rugby League the great game it was in 2022. As we say so often on the bludge, it's no big deal to come along and say thank you. It's just a chance for all Australians to show a little bit of respect. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the voice, should I say the world, the voice of hope, to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope belongs to Captain Hope himself, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can you get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking... Well, can I get the uh, bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick. Sabadoo! Yes, thank you very, 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 very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and happy happy Rugby League, H.G. to you, and, of course, to your family. And happy Rugby League to all hard-working, decent, honourable Australian fathers... Fathers. ..who would pack down in any scrum if asked. If asked. Would be quite happy. Just to come out of the crowd... Put their head in knowing they wouldn't let anyone down. That's your decent Aussie dad. Best dads in the world, are uh, yes, Jack, correct. Best dads in the world. I know. No. A lot of daylight. Yeah. Before you get to the next lot. Yeah. I don't even dare say who no, the I next lot is. I'm not interested yeah, in no, that. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm not Couldn't interested. care less. No, best dads. Aussie dads. Yeah. Top I'm dads. I'm right behind them. Top dads. Now, Ange's classic, or I was going to say classic Aussie Celtics... They've bashed up Dundee, nine blot, and I think that was, uh, I think that might have stood for 135 years, that uh, record. Wow. That's uh, insane. Uh, Andrew's uh, coach of the century by the looks of things, and it looks to me as if uh, some of the bigger clubs like Manchester United... Oh, Manchester United, yes. ...might come knocking on Andrew's door. Yeah, would you like to step down south of the yeah, border, Yeah, exactly. And, uh, boy, what a name he's making for himself. And he's got a lot of Aussies, as we know. He's got a lot of Aussies in, helping, not only on the park, uh, but in the coaching stakes as well. He's very loyal to his Aussie friends. Uh, just in the tennis, it looks like Tom uh, Janovic, the Aussie, little Aussie, who's up against uh, Serena Williams. I think at this stage she's, uh, she's had four or five match points, but is just having difficulty putting uh, Serena away for the last time. Uh, she won the first set 7-5, she lost the second set 6-7 and she's leading in the third set 6-1 at this day. Oh, 5-1 really with uh, a lot of set points. Uh, now, Ricciardo, 15th in Belgium, Norris 12th. I think Ricciardo might be uh, on the pine, riding the pine next year, but, you know, Supercars, they're there. I don't know if legally he's able to do it or whether the supercars might have to pay out the $21 million, um, to McLaren, it might be, uh, so that uh, Ricciardo can drive. Uh, yes, HG's mentioned those wallabies. Wow, when they blow hot, it's hot. Still, 
They're capable of blowing ice cold as well. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Very difficult to bet on the Wallabies at the moment. Very difficult. I've lost a hell of a lot on the Wallabies. Won a bit, but lost more than I've won. Uh. <coughs> now, the Pumas uh, bash up the All Blacks 25-18. I know. That's a, what a score. The All Blacks. What is going on there? This mm. is, Nobody's talking about it. Certainly New Zealanders aren't talking about it. Um... Then, well, there'll have to be a Royal Commission, I would have thought, at the very least. Uh, now, there was a very moving tribute to Serena from Billie Jean King. This was uh, before her uh, round one match that they assumed she was going to lose, so they did all the farewells a little bit prematurely. Um, Has Haim but, got uh, something to contribute? Oh, well, I'm hoping Haim will get onto Serena and, uh, you know, take us through it, that sort of stuff. But uh, I'm reminded of uh, what a terrific time we had with Billie Jean King uh, some years ago, HG. We, we got on very well with Billie Jean and she was, a, she was a hell of a lot of fun. Terrific person to work with. Um, now, speaking of tennis, Nick, as she's mentioned, has added spitting at people to his repertoire and uh, the crowd love it. Mm. Um, if... Honestly, uh, they I'm, stood and applauded. Didn't they, they stood and applauded. They, they just love him standing up. off. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he just dropped the pants and lit one. Well, let the carpet flow. <laughs> I think people would love that as well. They would. Doesn't matter what he does. Mm. It's wonderful, wonderful entertainment. And he certainly brought something to tennis that tennis has been lacking. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen blokes, you know, spitting at people. We haven't seen blokes well, we're taking a dump. Taking a dump. Yeah. I've never seen that. You know the breakaway tour that they often talk about? Yes. Do you reckon that'll be two things on the agenda for the breakaway tour? Are you dumping... talking about live golf here? Well, I'm talking dump about... Dump golf. Is that what they're oh, calling dump it? dump golf. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. They're going to you encourage... You go out there and, uh, you know, I, I, th I think you play 54 holes rather than 72. Uh, and I think you've got to uh, take a dump between the 14th and 15th hole... Every time Every you... time you pass it. Mm. And if you don't, you've got to wait there until, something, until happens. something happens. It's terrific entertainment. And you've got a band playing as well. I mean, it's all great. Uh, now, Tsitsipas, speaking of tennis, staying with tennis, seeded four, was bumped out in the first round. Now, I might be wrong here, but I don't think I am. Uh, Tsitsipas hasn't won a match since Nick got inside his head at Wimbledon. It's all over. It's all over. Serena has been defeated by the young Aussie who will be remembered forever as the person who defeated Serena for the last time. Yeah. That's uh, Tom Jenkins. It's Jenovich. a moment in history. Here, it yeah. is a moment in history. It's like... Uh... Yep. <clears throat> moment in history. But I'm so pleased that it was an Aussie that did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. pleased. Proud I... as. Yeah. Proud I... as. Uh, I mean, on Father's... Just before Father's Day. I mean, what a gift to the nations. The nation's dads. And her dad. How proud must he yeah, feel? Incredibly proud. Incredible. As I've said, Aussie dads are the best in the world. <laughs> There's your proof. Serena knows now. Serena knows that Aussie dads are the ones. Anyway, Australia bash up Zimbabwe in the white ball games. So many heroes. Uh, Green, oh, yes. Green, Big Show, Stark, Smith. The only one that was a little underperforming was Finch, but he'll come good. Yeah, he will. He he'll will. come he'll good. Be. And honestly, we didn't need many runs from, from, and, uh, from I'm Finch. I'm pretty sure Finch is an Aussie dad. He, he is an Aussie dad. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't come better. They no, don't come no, better. They're no. more and more honourable than Finch. Finch is great. 
Sure, he's not scoring runs at the moment, but that's, that's all right. Matter. We're not asking him. Well, we are, but... We he, forgive we, him when yeah, he does Yeah, that's right, we do. Because he's a great dad. Because he's a great dad, yep. Uh, Rory McIlroy wins the Tour Championship. Uh, Cam came 20th, and Cam, as she's mentioned, has put his family first. And uh, the family can put their feet up for a little while now with that uh, cool $140 million in the pocket. In the kick, yeah. In the kick. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he'll be fine. He will add something to it. He and Leishman will be a terrific uh, Aussie team. Team. When, Livster, when the Shark Show hits Australia, which it's bound to do soon. Can't wait. And I'm looking forward to the pair of them taking the dump on the 15th. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. Because they'll do something oh, yeah, special. They, yeah, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have cooked they'll something have practiced. up. They'll have practised. Yeah, they'll have practised. They'll have practised. Now, uh, uh, our reigning Bathurst 1000 champ, Lee Holsworth, retires after 20 years of burning petrol. Um, look, Lee never, he never big-noted himself. No. It, he was always just himself behind the wheel. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, he was at his happiest, I think, behind the wheel. Happiest on Conrod Strait, happiest when he was over the 200 click mark. Mm -hmm. That's, that's... Lee Holdsworth. That was Lee Holdsworth. And that's how mm. I want to picture him. Mm. Just, uh, flashing by, no big tickets on no. himself, no, no big. Raps, just let his right foot do the talking. I know, and Haim would get a great Haim, I want Haim to open him up. Yeah. Lee Holdsworth. 20 years. Take us through it. Ah, yes, wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Uh, Penrith rests 13 players for the final round. This should be illegal. It affects the betting. How can you put a bet on that? No, you cannot. It's an insult to Aussie dads. Absolute insult to Aussie dads who want to bet on Penrith. And, you know, what disappoints me is there's a father and son combination in Penrith. Yes, there is. Coach and Yes, half. I know. And, I, mean, I know, he's letting Aussie dads down. That Cleary exactly, bloke. Exactly, exactly. Ivan Cleary, what a joke. What a joke. You know, what What pleases me, though, that other Aussie dads yeah. have stepped up yeah. and built, taken up that slack and him a the Cleary family yeah. and keep moving on. Yeah. Storm Hardman, Nelson Esafar uh, Solomona. Puts his hand up as King Grub. King Grub of Rugby League. You know, it's it's quite a... Wow. It's been a vacant to stand, title. To stand on top of that podium. I know. The Grub podium. It so takes some greats. doing. So I many mean, greats underneath oh, you. Oh, you've got to do a lot. Mm. And it's not just spitting a gobby off you. You've actually got to get involved. Like tackles. Get your elbow. Yeah. Get your elbow involved. That's what you've got to do. You got to. It's not only knees and... You know, groping and all Eggs. that sort of stuff. You've got to actually got to get in with your elbow. <laughs> now, Tyson Gamble, who's leaving the Broncos uh, towards uh, at the end of this season, he's probably got one game left, uh, he admits Reynolds has been the head coach of the Broncos all season. Well, we knew that. We knew that. You know, no surprises there. And, and uh, uh, you know, Reynolds is worried that Kevin might be a bit upset that Tyson Gambler said this. Why would he be upset? It's just a fact. It's just a fact. And as an assistant coach, Kevy hasn't done too badly. <laughs> You'd have to say. He hasn't. You know, he 
Where's the right clobber? He w- organises the bus. He holds a clipboard with some authority. They're all sitting in the right seats. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one's ever, you know, turned up late or anything no, like exactly. that. Exactly. You know, none of the problems have been. Because if Randall says be there at nine, they're there at nine. Uh, Latrell Mitchell decides he'll only train when he wants to. That's a refreshing. It is a for refreshing attitude. You know, Stomp was like that. Was he? Stomp, yeah. Stomp would say some weeks, ah, sorry, sorry, grass, I won't be there. I don't feel, I feel a bit crook, mate. Not turning up. I don't. I'll be right. But the thing is about Stomp. When he decided he wasn't going to train, that's when he came out. Yeah, look out. Right out of the blocks. I know. Look you know, out. Put in his best performances. I yeah. used to say to him, Stomp, don't bother coming to training, mate, because you're great when you don't train. Yeah. Training brought out the worst in yeah. him. <laughs> Make it out what you will. The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical Rugby League solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League compliant submarines and a cast iron guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. Uh, Roy, a Rugby League compliant sub? Yes. It's big. It is a big call, isn't it? It, it takes your larger fellow. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Your larger fellow. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you, you know, can sit subs, or... subs are a bit narrow cramped, beds very and cramped. Very cramped, yeah. 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 Now, we come to the toilet too, Ponga and Moon. Mm-hmm. Now, the NRL They've been com- cleared, is that right? They cleared, yeah. Cleared. Uh, the NRL has completed an investigation, a probe, after Good. the Knights pair were filmed in the Newcastle Hotel earlier this month. Mm. The Knights playmakers were made to provide samples to drug testers employed by the NRL. Mm. They were escorted out of the Dunny, a move that angered the players' union, yes. because they obviously felt nothing had happened. Yes. Now, the Knights left the investigation to the governing body, which interviewed the players as part of a probe. Sources with knowledge of the situation have told the Herald that no further action will be taken. This isn't a Sneesby rag. Now, this is um, after, obviously, uh, Ponga bought a house and then thought, I'll have a few jars to celebrate, and all of a sudden, too much celebration, and, you know, obviously the porcelain bus was being driven with the help of man who was taking the tickets. Yes, that that uh, that seemed to be the official story, wasn't it? It was. It that, was that was the story... But then there were questions about that story because there were others giving evidence to suggest that uh, he wasn't legless at all, that he was fine. I know. And that he'd been there a few minutes. Um, and all of a sudden? All hey. of a sudden, need to go to the toilet together. Now, can I ask, mm-hmm. are you... Now, this bobbed up in a completely different context. I tell you what, just let me add, actually, it's a very sick old world when a couple of rugby league players can't duck off to the toilet together without questions being asked. Indeed, I, I agree entirely with that. And what, the other thing is, is people photograph them, film yes, them with their phones. that's right. Now, I, I think we're going to have to ban all filming of this because yes. it's so unreliable. And I'll witness uh, with the comment that there was vision of the ball in the, uh, in the uh, Lions-Tigers game, the mm-hmm. lynch shot. Uh, so that was t- official video, seemed to suggest that, well, it, the goal umpire thought it was a goal. Then yes. they review said, no, it's not as hit the top of the point post if the point right. post had been that tall. Yep. But then vision emerged of the crowd of somebody who was dead behind it and it looked as though they mercifully they got it right. right. But we can't accept just vision no. locked up by people in the crowd. No, you can't. As evidence. No, you can't. No. Because, they, I mean, it'd be okay if they were ticketed. Yes. Cinematographers and so on, you might be able to rely yes. on it. Yes, These are just people snapping off. Yeah. Vision, Are you calling for a ban, HG, of uh, 
phones at all sports grounds. I am. I am. I'm not. I'm not sure how far I'm prepared to go because no. people like to get a bet on. Uh, I think that what could happen would be uh, check the phones in on the way in. Yes. If you want bets, come back and get it and put your bets on and then go back and sit oh, down. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not so you'd hand your phone over and you'd be given a ticket. Yes. yes and then you go right. and sit down Have and a you few think, beers. oh, gee, I wouldn't mind a bet. So you go, yeah. you take your ticket, present it to the staff. They give you the phone. They go and get your phone. Yeah. 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 Well, it's fine. It's a bit yeah. like leaving your uh, your umbrella at the art gallery. Exactly. <laughs> I could have perfect, perfect example, analogy. Mm. Now, look, can I just say yeah. what annoys me about this is the poor lad who was the Parramatta player who ended up in the Dunny in, uh, you know, Darwin oh, and yes. began that whole wonderful television show, Love at First Flush. Oh, yes. Now, the trouble was, was that he was fined $5,000. When asked what was the, what was the crime, my lad, yes. they said, well, we don't know. Mm. We've got nothing on the statutes that covers this. No. People falling in love. People fall in love. And, and as we've made this point, before rugby league players fall in love incredibly quickly. I know. And they're the most romantic group of people they on are. earth. They are. You know. They are. They, they, I mean, love just comes and taps them on the shoulder, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. When they least expect it. Exactly, you when know? they least expect it. Yeah. Because you think to yourself, oh, is that... I better... Well, I think I better go to the smallest room in the well, house. Well, take advantage of yeah. this one. Yeah. You know, and then on your way, love taps you on the shoulder. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're heading yeah. off with someone else. Yeah, 5000 <laughs> And then 5000 bucks. Yeah, for what? I know. Now, for I me, think... For, for being natural. Exactly. Now, can I ask, are you calling for a complete rewrite of the rugby league record book and yeah. code book that includes or excludes well, specifically oh, all these look, things. <sighs> look, rugby playing rugby league professionally isn't like the priesthood. No. It's not. No. no. Maybe that's what the rule should be. Clause oh. one. Oh, I see. Rugby league, playing rugby league is not like the priesthood. Right. Therefore we expect normal behaviour <laughs> from yes. players. Yes. So Some if of, you fall in love on the way to the toilet. Not a problem. Is yeah, that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I, I just find the ad hocery yes. does your head in. Yes. Now. Well, maybe that kitty in Darwin, he, he's got every reason. If, if he got a reasonable silk, he could probably get that money back. Well, I would recommend that. Because there's no crime. Exactly. Victimless. Did he bring complete. the game into disrepute? No. No. Because they, they haven't did done he, a category. Did he, did he was his behaviour encouraging more young Australians to put their hand up and play rugby league? Yes. Yeah. Of course. And do you know what annoys me most about this? Volandis. Yes. You know, Captain Feathers. Yes. Completely QT on it. Yes. This is something he should be there protecting his charges, his players, yes. making sure that yep. they feel wanted in the game. That's right. Because here we have That's two, right. Several people now yep. would feel, well, the rugby league doesn't want me. Mm. I'm a normal person. I'm an Aussie dad. You know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Yes. I buy houses. I, what more do you want? Yeah, what more do you want? What more do you want? Now, look, let's take a short break yes. and we'll be back with more Bludge in a minute. Bludging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Tony Archer Whistling School. <laughs> Blow like a pro. Now, Roy, uh, and this has been long overdue, Sneesby's Network is shooting a documentary tribute to the great Ray Rabbits Warren. Isn't that good? Uh, many people will... Is it under the uh, banner of the... Uh, is the Eye of the Storm? Eye of the Storm. Yeah, the Eye of the Storm presents Ray Rabbits Warren. Fabulous. Now... About time. This is... This is obviously, Cam Smith will be doing a lot of the homework. Yep. Uh, now, 
James Bracey conducted the main interview with the great man on Thursday. This is last Thursday. He told stories about his life for over 15 hours. Good. There'll be interviews with colleagues including Paul Vorton, Peter Sterling, Gus Gould, Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, Roy Slavin, David Gingell, Billy Birmingham and Gian Rooney. Among the career highlights, Rabbits talks about his genuine fear of Kerry Packer. Yes. Uh, why and fear he, of flying. He talked about fear that. of flying. Exactly. He never caught yeah. a flight before midday. Yeah. He's running with Snoop Dogg. Oh yes. I'd like to. I didn't know that. Uh, why Bluey Origin Special was the fitting end to his career. This is a cartoon uh, production that he led his uh, that he did the That's read right. for. That's right. Uh, being the voice of swimming in the golden age of Aussie swimming. Yes. Hang on. Aren't we in a golden age of Aussie we swimming? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the documentary is likely to air in NRL Grand Final Week. Well, firstly, what sort of questions did James ask of you mm. uh, for this documentary and, and what were you able to, what sort of light, what sort of topics did you cover? Mm. Uh, well, uh, James asked me what, what sort of impact Rabs had had on, on my career. Yes. And uh, I, I said, well, look, I, 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 I'm a colour commentator, mm-hmm. not a ball-by-ball ball man. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciate what ball-by-ball ball people do. Mm-hmm. They bring the game alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a game that's not very good, they can make a, an ordinary game seem Terrific. remarkably good. Yeah. And that was the thing about Rabs. If you, I, I used to often sit down, I, I told James this, uh, I used to sit down often and turn the sound down on a game that Rabs was calling. And the game was so uninteresting, so uninteresting, so dull, virtually unwatch- impossible, unwatchable, unwatchable. Yeah. unwatchable. And this was a golden age of league. Yeah, you know, people. And like then I'd turn the sound up and turn the vision off, and just listen to what Rabs was doing. He was working hard, mm-hmm. and that's when you appreciate the greatness of Rabs, that he could make very ordinary games seem remarkable, um, and uh, you always remember. A Rab's call. You'll remember it for minutes after the game's finished. Certain things will... Minutes? Yeah. Certain things will... <laughs> come back to you. Now, what I loved was they found a lot of uh, his greyhound calling. Yes. Which is where he got his start calling right. races and trots yeah. and so on. Yeah. And I think he comes from the Juni... He does. Logger yeah. area. Yeah, where there's a wonderful... Statue. Statue. Yeah, that doesn't look like him, but it says it's him when we know it's not. Someone else with but, uh, with a look binoculars around yeah, binoculars, the, yeah, 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 around the right. neck. And yeah. I, I think recalling all those, I mean, you you know, when he's talking about Paleface, Adios and Andre Grattan and so on, yeah. you do get a sense of what they meant to not only him yes. but Australia at that time. That's right. And that's hard to duplicate, isn't yeah. it, now? That's true. The, the other remarkable thing about Rabs HG, I, I don't know if you've spent much time with him, but it's, it's interesting when you do. Um, I, I remember I told James this. Um, I remember sitting with Rabs and I said, Rabs, can you remember the third dog race you called? He said, of course. Yeah, everything. Of course. And, and then he called it. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything came back. I know. Everything. I know. You know, Diamond Bob. <laughs> Diamond Bob came in, came, uh, won that. I'd never, you know, I might have watched the race, but I certainly couldn't remember it. Yeah. But he remembered every detail. I know. Well, he can call whole matches. He can call whole matches. League. Yes. And remember that day he signed off might have been from Channel 10? Yes. I mean, this is the most significant moment in my sporting commentary career. It's farewell from. Yes. 
Pricey. Pricey. The crow. The crow. And the rabbit. And the rabbit. I know. Yeah. I hope he finishes with that in this doco. Yeah. I, well, I, thanks very much, James. So too, yeah. It's been really good. Yeah. And I know we can't well, duplicate that, but... What's fascinating about this documentary as well, HG, is that for a few years there, uh, Ray... Well, Rabs was a, a, a policeman in Canberra. He was, yes, that's right. That's and right. Uh, they've interviewed a few of the people he arrested. Have they? they had some terrific stories about Rabs. The gentle you know? touch. The gentle touch. I yeah. mean, he wasn't he wasn't a phone book man. No, no, no need. No, exactly, exactly. No they, need. He, he just tell her, singing. He just call it as he said, mate. He, he used to often say to them, mate, "I'm telling you now, you're guilty. I don't care where the evidence goes, but I'm telling you now, you're guilty." I know you're guilty. You know you're guilty. So, so just fess so up. Let's yeah. just uh, right. take the easy route here. Just sign this saying I'm guilty, saying you're guilty, and we can walk away. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And every time they would. Rugby league fans love rugby league and they love Cam Smith and demand Sneesby and his toadying yes men green light the eye of the storm with immediate effect. Sneesby, are you listening? This is bludging on the blind side. All right, now, text uh, if you want to get involved, zero four six seven nine two zero triple two, and the following have, Roy. Yeah. Um, now, Andrew was saying, uh, I just want to know why, if Aussie dads have no problem with rugby league players falling in love in the toilet, why does Vlanders have a problem? Well, I think that was the point we were making. Exactly. That there's an inconsistency. Here. Inconsistency. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think... It, it, I've got to be honest here, is, is that I don't quite understand a lot of the... Uh, I mean, I think if there's consent, there are no consent issues, you know, if, if, if a couple of adults want to express themselves... Yes, romantically. Romantically, then I, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, I, I know it's raising its head with uh, baseball, I want to say, in the United States, HG. I think a couple of couples this week have been... On the job in the stands. On the job in the stands. Um... And, and uh, I, I assume they're filming themselves to, you know, post somewhere that might be of interest to someone. I don't know. Now, can Seems I just... a bit weird, but that's the thing about rugby league players. When they go to the toilet, usually they don't take the phone. No, no. They don't. They don't do Check they? that with the concierge yeah. on the way in. Yeah, or leave it with the mate. Yeah, that's right. Now, look, I, the inconsistency, though, is you see the NRL has ruled out switching venues next weekend to accommodate bigger crowds mm. in the first week of the finals. Yeah. And nor are they planning on changing the policy in the future. This has come from the News Corp papers. Right. Minor premise Penrith will host uh, Parramatta Eels in the qualifying at Blue Bet, uh, a venue with a capacity of 22,000. Right. Now, it means tens of thousands of fans on both from both teams will miss out because, let's face it, Blue Bet isn't, well, you know, mm. you know, isn't a mile's... Yeah. Isn't miles away from the support of both of both teams. Mm. Real could make hundreds of thousands of dollars in the extra income by moving it to Acor Stadium at Homebush, uh, seventy thousand. Yes. The ARL Commission Chairman, the Captain Feathers, said teams and their respective fan bases have earned the right to host finals. Right. Now then he goes on to say in the more boutique ground. In the more that's right. My yeah. focus is on their loyal fans. Oh, loyal. Right. Loyal fans. Rather than just blow-ins that want to be there to see a spectacle. Yeah, well, They're the ones we don't need at rugby league. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. People are coming for the, you know, the elbows. Yeah. Now, this is a reward they get for turning up every week. Mm. Sometimes it's not about dollars. You've got to reward their loyalty. Oh, this will change soon, won't it? Oh, loyalty in rugby league. I when have they ever danced together? When have, it, it, when have they ever gone to the toilet together? Never. never. They've never rumbered. 
Nope. Round the Fowler way, I'm telling you. I understand we could make more money at other venue, another venue, oh. but, but this is how you get long-term membership and a tribal following. You can't buy loyalty. I prefer to lose money in situations like this. Right. Now, that's a big change of tune from his uh, conversations with Dom Perrottet. Yeah. About the boutique stadium, so-called, of yeah. 100,000 seats, mm. you know, wherever... Well, well, what is the general size for boutique? See, I always like the size of Graham Park. Yeah, or Watsford Oval. Or Watsford Oval, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that, that, that to me is, is ideal. Well, yeah, Graham Park's a terrific venue for yes. watching any uh, rectangular is. sport. It is. It's beautiful it is. ground. I love just looking at Graham Park even if nothing's going on. Yeah. Because it yeah. always looks as if there could be something going on. And it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be great, Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I must confess, I, I, their stadium policy is all at sea. Yeah. I mean, I understand Volandis wasn't there last night, didn't mm-hmm. want to see it in action, didn't want to sample the, the hot dogs, the lobster dogs and the yeah. food, you know, I was going to say the wontons or whatever it is, the coffin, coffin yeah. up there, which are great. Yeah, the fettuccine, I think, the was, fettuccine. A, was a bit of a hit. Yeah. So is I, Graham Park being used by anyone these days? I think do the they Mariners, play a bit of soccer there, do they? Ma- Mariners home ground, so A-League games. A-League and games. It was right. used a couple of times this year, I think, for rugby league. For rugby league, right. But the listeners will know more than me yeah. about that. I suppose Manly play there every now and again, do they? Yeah, the face would be up there. Oh. And um, I'm not sure, do the Knights come down that far? And well, I suppose sort of, they would. Yeah. Well, I suppose you could play Knights and Manly there and get a very good crowd. Yeah. And then you just go over to the, uh, to the Leagues Club. Leagues Club a great and, meal. And grab something out of the bain marie and you're laughing. So we can't really answer that. Um, I do worry, though, that it it seems to me as though, uh, can I put it this way, you know, Volantis has got the hump with the stadiums because, you know, they didn't do what he wanted them to do. Yeah. So he couldn't claim any success there anyway and he hates the new built SFS. He wants to knock it down. Yes. Um, Yes, (laughs) yes. Well, the jury's out on it at the moment, isn't it? Uh, Someone's suggesting here uh, one of Rabs's best ones was saying, that's not a try, it's a miracle. Yes, in the, uh, the Origin. Not, origin when, game. Yeah, Mark Coyne, Mark I think, Coyne, got over yeah. after the, every player in the The $2 maroon, coin two, got over. Yeah, two, uh, right at the Yeah, death, right at the death, death, every, every in the maroon, 80th minute. Every Maroon had touched the ball. Yeah. Yeah, oh, brilliant try. Yeah, brilliant try. And it's not a try, it's a It's miracle. not a try, a miracle. A that's perfect, Rabs. See, that's what I mean. I know, exactly, exactly. And it's easy to say, well, other people could do. They couldn't. They couldn't. Because he was there. He was, as we say in rugby league, Johnny on the spot. Look, I love... Someone's asking, did Rabs remember all the people he arrested and what they did when he was a police officer? Yes. Yes, we've just explained that. Yes, he goes through every case. Here's a couple. The the ball (laughs) popped up out of the ground like molten lava. Like molten lava. That's Rabs, pure Rabs. Pure Rabs. And then I think it was Jared Hayne who was running down the touchline, almost got pushed into touch, stepped away and uh, scored a try. Jared stepped away from the abyss. He did. I mean, that's the abyss. Yeah, it's poetry. Yeah, it's, it's, people can see exactly what he's talking about. Yes. Fashion comes and goes. Pop comes and goes. What comes goes. Not rugby league. Rugby league just comes. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes. Welcome back to bludging on the blind side for hour two. <clears throat> And, look, um, obviously many people want to get in touch with the show over the uh, time, over the duration, over the journey. 0467920222, that's the text number, or royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Yeah, Terry's been on the on the text here. She says he's... Uh, I see that Nick 
uh, Nick Special K has come to the view that after Wimbledon, he does not know who re, who he is yes, anymore. Yes, I saw this. I saw that. Uh, it's true. He, he has changed. He, see, he, I don't think he could ever conceive of himself being in a Wimbledon final. And so when it did come, he found that he was quite at home there and quite enjoyed it. Um, and now he's enjoying playing. He's certainly enjoying playing uh, this Wolf. Play, uh, Wolf at the moment, the American. Yeah, I think he's done him 6-4, 6-2, and he might be going to do this one. Maybe 6-4 would be my prediction here. So Nick's going to go into what we call, or what uh, fiery Fred Stolle used to call, a round of 16. The round of 16. Yeah. No, no, plural. Round of 16s. 16. Oh, right, okay. That's what there, that was, Fiery used Yeah, to Fiery, say. yeah. Remember when we shared a lift with Fiery? I know. It was very illuminating. He was great, wasn't he? We tried to ask, why do you call it 16s? Yeah, you refuse, wouldn't open oh, up. Oh, you wouldn't open up, no. no. I would get him to open I up. I would. Now, now, take us through it. 16s? Yeah. Yeah. When did you start when doing it? When did you start doing that? Uh, Fred's story. So, yeah. Fred's story. Oh, don't get a story. Well, no, 65 get years calling tennis. It would do Round something to you. Round 16s. When did that start? Take us through it. Take us through it. Just take us through it. Uh, now, Neil's been in touch. Uh, can I suggest a solution to the problem of curl grubs at the SFS? Oh, yes, curl grub at the SFS. The ground staff could keep chickens and allow them to free range on the field of non-playing days. We keep chickens and they love the curl grubs. And apart from ridding the field of this pest, there are other benefits. The aeration of the soil, fertilising the field and boost egg production in New South Wales. Isn't that fantastic? Imagine what going a home terrific idea. after the game today. With a, with a, with a box of eggs. Admittedly, it's a, a rugby eggs. union. Exactly, a rugby union. SFS, yep. you know, free rangers. Free range eggs. Yeah, I know. And maybe you could give them away free as you encourage people to come. Yes. Yeah, or something... give you something to chuck at the players. <laughs> well, I don't want to give people no, ideas. No, I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe you, get, you collect your eggs on your way out. You would. You would, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, now, this comes from Jonathan in Clavelli. He says, I was walking through King's Cross today when I was approached for help with directions from the friendly out-of-town family departing the train for some sightseeing uh, prior to attending tonight's games at the new stadium. This was yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to share with you the following. After noticing that their son was wearing a Lithgow Storm jacket... I immediately asked them about Stomper Stains. Now, their faces lit up when they discovered upon their arrival at Sydney that the first person they spoke to when they disembarked at the train station raised the, to the topic of Stomper. They then regaled me with stories of the love that continues for Stomper to this day. I was pleasantly surprised. After the hard man image that I have from listening to this program, it's nice to see how heartwarming and well-loved the man is by the Lithgow community. Isn't that a terrific well, that's story? True. Stomp but was a very, very much loved uh, part of the Lithgow community. He spent his last number of years at Willarawang, of course, and uh, there's a very famous uh, uh, seat in uh, one of the pubs there that will remain Stompers forever. forever. And, but he still kept a close eye on the league in the area and he did. state he wide. Did. Yep, he did. Yeah. He did. Yes, he stayed very engaged. Excellent. And when Swed Stomp uh, came on our show once, he did. years ago. And I, every so often, I would encounter his son, who's a very keen racing man. That's right. Mm. That's right. But it's a lovely story, that. Uh, now, this comes from Maxwell in Marrickville. He says, just settling down at home to watch Roosters v. Rabbits from White Elephant Stadium. Whoa! This was last That's night. Not good. Bought a forty-dollar ticket. Turned up. Uh, watched the ladies. Paid half price for a beer, five dollars twenty. Then went full price at seven. Bought a nine-dollar bucket of chips. 
came home. Rain, wind, cold, no roof, 700 metres to the nearest bus, pathetic. See, that's what worries me about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and still we talk about trying to get sport right in Australia. I know, I know, I know. The problem with the old SFS before it was replaced was that you would get wet even when it wasn't raining. I know, <laughs> I don't, the sprinkler system the sprinkler was system, I don't know where, what, what it was. Incredible. We just created, well, I don't know. You know, well, you see, the term luxury yeah. has become completely devalued. Yeah. You know? yeah. what, what that person but, is talking about is luxury. Really. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. I mean, it's all well and good to be able to get a you know, lob dog and fettuccine and stuff, but it's but it's not Why? comfortable eating in the rain. No. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good the food is; it's just off putting, and it changes. To, you know, you get a sauce that you weren't experience, you weren't expecting, you didn't order. Mm. This comes from Sid. Recently, I was buying lunch from the sushi counter in the basement of the Woolworths Town Hall store in Sydney. Oh yeah, I know that store. I know that store. I then noticed in the corner of my eye a familiar face. Mr. Peter Volandis, man of feathers. Um, well, he had a card table in there, didn't uh, he? Well, he carried a navel orange and a packaged sandwich, wearing shirt sleeves and slacks. He motioned to two gentlemen milling at the sandwich counter, one of whom wore an Australian turf club bomber jacket, and said, you guys ready? They took the escalator to the street level where the man of feathers purchased his goods at a self-scanned checkout. The same one who converses with Her Majesty about the sport of kings one week is amongst the people bearing a navel orange the next. Funny old world. Isn't that a lovely story? Yeah. Yeah. That's something you'll remember for the rest of your life. The day I saw the man of feathers buy an orange and a sandwich. Uh, there's a tune in that, isn't there? There is. Yeah. There is. <sighs> I'd love that bloke to sit down with Haim. Oh, there's an hour in that. Yeah, there is. Okay. So you're at Woolies. You see a bloke with an orange. Yeah. Take us through it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tony from Boonal Wetlands says, uh, Happy Rugby League. Uh, and happy Rugby League to Mrs Myrtle Green, grieving and long-suffering mother of AFL bad boy Toby. Ah, yes, yes. Now, the kangaroo's shameful World Cup ranking behind New Zealand, Tonga and England may only be the tip of the iceberg. It would seem that the World Cup ranking is symptomatic of a much wider and sinister social phenomenon, rearing its ugly head like a weeping monkey pox pustule through the backside of civilization. Wow, that's a good image, isn't it? Isn't it ever? He says, Hard Quiz, hosted by Tom Gleeson, is a disturbing case of point. Of the 600 or so special subjects nominated by contestants appearing on that show since it first aired back in 2016, only three of these subjects are remotely linked to rugby league, namely the South Sydney Rabbits, King Wally Lewis and Toilets. Former Minister of Sport, Dick Colby, how could you let this happen on your three-year watch? To our new Minister for Sport, Annika Wells, a nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Three. Three times. And can I ask... Three references. Yeah, to can I ask the toilet one? Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? It is. It's not as though it's flushing at first... Well, I've no idea. I've no idea. I've no idea. Well, I could understand if there was some involvement of rugby league players. Sure. Uh, Now, uh, this has come from Neil. Uh, I have a dilemma that's been plaguing me for years and I'm seeking your advice. 
My mates all have a second team but me. I just can't bring myself to have one. Yeah, who's his first team? The human face? Uh, I, I am and will always be a Parramatta eel supporter. Oh, you're good. I will die an eel yeah, supporter, Yeah, die an eel. Says, That's yes. good. That's what I like. My wife, Judy, is an eel supporter. A prerequisite for us both to get married. <laughs> so I live on the Central Coast. Would I support a local team if they were in the NRL? No. Would I support another team if the Eels aren't in the game? No. Uh, if someone has a second team and then that team is playing their first team, would stand a uh, reason that you'd want your first team to win, which means your second team is now your last team. So I can see no point in having a second team. It's just stupid. No, uh, I understand this. My mates drive me nuts with this. They text me about their second team. They're happy if their second team has won, regardless of their first team, whether their first team lost or not. The closest I can get to a second team would be the Eels reserve grade team. Yeah, fair enough. That's it. Well, I'm a bit the same. I, I'm a bit people the same. know I follow the Carlton Football Club. You do. And I often look at the reserve results, because, yeah. or the VFL results, mm. to get an idea of which players are likely to be playing AFL or improving, because yes. that's what we want. We yeah. want improving players. Exactly. We want to find players of tomorrow. That's so right. So we look at the VFL. Uh, Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, w- when it comes to teams I'm not interested in, I just see it as a betting opportunity. Right, no, I understand that. There's, there's no emotional connection idea. whatsoever. No, no you know, Storm v Manly, I had them yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's a great bet. <laughs> Careful supervised gambling in schools? Only the rugby league party is putting our kids first. And Roy, continuing. Uh, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. This has come from Adam. He says, I listened with interest uh, a couple of weeks ago as you discussed former AFL star Shane Crawford taking to the Shane stage Crawford. to star in a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, is that going ahead? Yeah. <laughs> it got me thinking with the. Uh, yeah, he's playing. Uh, the main w- character? No, he's playing Pharaoh. Oh, Pharaoh? Yeah, Pharaoh gets a song in the second act. He doesn't do the, the Max Bygrave song. Right. Um, uh, sad, a dream, sadly, a dream. Any dream will do. Yeah, any dream will do. Well done, thanks. Yeah, he doesn't you're, do that. You're telling me that the he does a, a song called uh, "Song of the King." Right now, can I ask? You know the musical theatre world better than oh, me, oh. but people in the musical theatre world are outraged by this. They are. Did we talk about that the we other did, day? We did. Oh, good. We did. Sure. We did. He got me thinking. This is uh, Adam. Uh, with the AFL having a musical based on former Collingwood Premiership winning captain Tony Shaw opening in Melbourne, has Rugby League dropped the figurative ball when it comes to opportunities on stage and screen? Quick answer, yes. Yes, well, obviously, there was, there have been a couple of uh, Rugby League stories. Yeah. What, musicals? <laughs> no, there's the... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, anyway, oh, what do we think of that? Sean's been in touch. He says, happy rugby league. I was interested to hear about Shane Crawford's turn in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Mm-hmm. Uh, having squeezed some extra dough out of the Paratech government, perhaps the Man of Feathers should produce a Broadway production of Joseph. Now, he's suggesting that Wally Lewis could play Shane Crawford's role. The Pharaoh. The Pharaoh, or Pharaoh. I think yeah. I don't know if there's a the in front of that. Fair enough. And he could sing Song of the King and it would have a real oh. resonance, wouldn't it? Song of the King, yes. Song of the King. The um, um, our hard-working producer here, Dave Stein, suggests that the Shane Warne musical... Yeah, but he qualify. didn't play rugby yeah. league. <laughs> That's what I was just going to point out. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, think there has but, been a rugby league. There might have been I, a rugby league musical, but I, I don't know of it. But I'd love to... I mean, 
the Wally Lewis yeah. story, the Ray Rabbit's Warren story. I know, I know, I know. And so it's farewell. Yes. It's Pricey, the crow and the rabbit. That's what it'd be called. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be so moving. You'd have a, a lovely ballad towards the end of the Rab show where I'm just not seeing as, as I used to. Yes, and the you opening know, my, my scene... Eyes, my eyes don't see what I used to see. Something like that. It could be really... There Whoa. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a dry eye in the house. I know, I know. That'd be your 10 o'clock number. Yeah. You'd send them out laughing at the end. Sure. Now, can I ask the opening scene? I've already got the opening scene. Mm. Rabs yeah. in the police colobber. Yes. Crim in front of him. Yes. You know, you know you're guilty. You know that's yeah. the title of the song. You know you're, you guilty, know you're guilty as you burst into it. Yep. You know what are you doing? Where were you on the night, etc. Uh, uh, and at the same time, look, I love the law, but I can hear some other calling. Yes. So. I love the law, but I love dogs. Just finally, HG, um, this is Stephen in Queensland. He said, on a recent hike through the beautiful scenic rim of, in southeast Queensland. Scenic rim, very popular. Very popular. We came across a few feral pigs and the significant damage they had done to the rainforest. Oh, yeah. I was shocked uh, when our knowledgeable guide went on to inform us that there are at least five million feral pigs in Queensland. That's one for every man, woman and child living in the Sunshine State. Over a period of a year or two, I'm sure an army of rugby league players armed with a shoddy and a special rugby league shooter's licence could cull the feral pig numbers back to a more sustainable total. Perhaps uh, Cam and the Eye of the Storm team could introduce a cooking segment each week and show you how to grill a wild boar steak at home or interview the player who shot the most pigs for the week and what their secret was for the other players to learn from. No, I think that's an excellent idea. It is an excellent you, you've idea. You've raised this before on this program and other programs we've made. Yes. About the valuable work that many rugby league players are doing yes. with their, you know, obviously their pig well, rugby, rugby league and pig shooting goes hand, hand in hand. Hand in hand. What Crash was it? Uh, Jamie Lyon. Jamie Lyon. Jamie Lyon. You know, Bozo Fulton. We call, we call him Bozo because he's a clown didn't, or was a clown. Didn't Bozo lose part of his finger? He did. To Bitten a, by a boar? He did. And... Oddly enough, I, I think that... This is up Warrior Elder Way, I want to say. Warrior Elder Way. A lot of pigs pig. around there. Excellent. Gamey and... Gamey you know, and uh, very nice to... Uh, low fat content and oh, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, you beautiful. Know. beautiful. Eating meat. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. And I think uh, mm, Crusher had a couple of... He had the dogs, didn't he? He had two, he grabbers, two grabbers and a biter. Because <laughs> you've got to get... The two grabbers go either important. ear, yeah. and the biter just gets in the back, in the, near the back door there, yeah, and then, it works you, hard. then you can get in and stab. There's <laughs> <laughs> not much glamour in pig, no and is there? Are, are those numbers right? I know you five keep million. It on five million. Oh, that'd be conservative. There'd be more yeah. than five million. They're probably five million camels as well. I know. Uh, uh, not sure they're five million camels, but there's huge numbers of camels. Yeah. Huge numbers huge. of camels. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, look, uh, we'll take a short break and uh, pick up the threads <sighs> of bludging in a moment. The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all Rugby League salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on bludging on the blind side. Uh, you're listening to The Life... Uh... No, you're not. You're listening to The Bludge. The Bludge, yes. Yeah, on ABC Green Now, Street. listeners are letting us know, H.G., that Dennis Canahan's yes. Rugby League, the musical. We've mentioned this before we on have. the show. We have. I, we have. I had hope. But is it a musical like we'd understand it, like King Wally comes out or whatever? Is it a bit well, like that? Well, let's take Ray. 
Ray, Ray Rabbit Warren. Yeah. And, you know, as it's structured, it's got a story, and interspersed in the story uh, are tunes, and it's got a structure like, well, I don't know, there's hundreds of musicals, like mm. uh, 42nd Street or something like that. Now, these are usually triumphs against adversity yes. stories or trying yes. to get something together and finally it comes together and everybody, hooray, let's go home and have fun. Sure, sure. With a bit of romance as well. Well, I'm counting that as, um, yeah. you know, let's go home and... Does she love me? Does she not? Correct, correct. Yeah. Other stars out If I score a try, will she love me? Yes, yes, that's right. I'm going to the toilet now, will she come with me? Exactly. Well, that would be a fantastic and that poignancy and the Wouldn't irony whatever. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, you can see the clothes now, the shorts, the boots and the <laughs> jump, stuff like that. And, of course, the crowd would be, there'd be a great section of crowd, like a, a Greek chorus. Yes. He's an idiot. No, yeah. he's not. He's yeah. an idiot, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. She'll never go with him. Yes, she will, all that sort of thing. You know, I mean, yeah, they're great musicals. Mm. And there would be what would be lovely, the choreographing of the games. Yeah. See, you know, in a show like 42nd Street, the choreographing is just spectacular. It is fantastic. And then yeah. you see that writ large when it comes to rugby league. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously yeah. all of rugby league speaks to it, you know, whether you're queuing up for a Leishman Lager or, mm. you know, the wonton burgers or whatever they're called. Yes. You know, it's all it's all there. It's yeah. all just waiting to be done, waiting to be turned into a musical. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, the, and the scrum lends itself well, to... Well, the scrum uh, is incredible, incredibly theatrical. Uh, yes, and I'd like to see what Graham Murphy would do with a scrum. <laughs> well, there's plenty of choreographers. I mean, we have wonderful choreographers in the, Australia. The best in the world. Best in the world. Yeah, you know. I go back to Robert Helpman. Yeah. Oh. You know, you know, I know. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greats. The red shoes. The red shoes, yeah. Mm. Now, you know we were talking earlier about great dads, mm -hmm. and we come to you, James Tamu. Ah, yes. Who will be tomorrow afternoon finishing 50 years playing rugby league at the highest level. Yeah. Uh, he's given his whole body to rugby league. He has. Uh, I may have mentioned this earlier, was that uh, he was, once he got into trouble with head injuries and the doctors who put him back together and hundreds of hours of, under surgery said the only equivalent damage can be sustained by car head-on car accident. Yes. Uh, he, wasn't he advised at a young age never to play rugby league again? <laughs> he was. Doctor said, if you go and play rugby league, you're likely to die. Yes. The first thing that'll happen is you'll drop dead. Yes. Now, well, so speaking of the first thing, the first thing James Tamu did when he woke up on Sunday morning, mm. this is a week or so ago, was take aside the eldest of his four boys for an awkward but much needed chat. Yes. The Snoopy's paper's got this in the beautiful opening paragraph. Yes. Yeah. Now, the nine-year-old Brooklyn had been in the stands the previous night when, at the SCG when his father, the West Tigers skipper, snapped, mm. maybe for the first open brackets and the last time in his playing career was set off. Yes. Uh, James says, Brooklyn was one of, was the only one of my boys old enough to know what was going on. So I went to him on Sunday morning and asked, do you have any questions about last night? Good, good. Great opening start. He yep. said... What did you get set off for? Mm. I said to him, I swore at the referee and that's one thing you're never allowed to do. Yes. Well, there's a few other things you're not allowed to do on rugby league. Sure. Wait, let, let, I'll let that pass. Bite, gad. I actually said, if you swear... <laughs> <laughs> if you swear at the referee, you're never allowed to play football again. Mm. Well, it's gilding the lily a bit. I wanted to make sure the boys knew what I did was not okay. Yep. I pleaded guilty. What a wonderful the... Father's Day com com exactly, article this right, is. Exactly, yeah. that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Australian dad's the best in the world. Yeah. 
Okay. I pleaded guilty to the charge. Brooklyn nodded his head and took it all in. I could tell he was thinking about it. Yep. Now, he's the 304, Tamu, 304 games. Yes. And he only mm. snapped once. I know. Uh, told referee he was dot, dot, dot <laughs> incompetent. Yes. In the final moments of the embarrassing 72 to 6 loss of the Sydney Roosters and was only given one match ban. Now, we discussed this previously. Yeah. Did Brooklyn ask him why they lost by 70-odd points? I think that's an excellent question. You know, you're a joke, Dad, aren't you? It's time to give it away. 300 games and you're still losing by 70-plus points. Now, what I think's interesting is is that he was given what I'd call a reduced sentence yes. because he was going to stop playing rugby league tomorrow. That's right. And so he's allowed to play one off on the yep. pine yep. for the swearing at the ref yeah. and what he was able to come back from a final match. Yes. Yeah. Now, and I, 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 I'm quite sanguine about that. I'd have been disappointed had James not been able to go, you know, in his own terms, in his own way. Yeah. To sign yeah. off with dignity, poise and who knows, Another, maybe with a win. And maybe a gobful at the ref on the way out. Maybe. You know, maybe. Let's face it, he can't get into any more trouble because he's retiring. No, straight after the closing whistle. Really give the (laughs) refer (laughs) some of his thoughts. (laughs) Now, when he turned up at the tribunal, Mm. he bowed his head with embarrassment every time a different camera angle of his blowing up at Cummins was played at the judiciary. And they poured it on, didn't they, the judiciary? They showed a lot of, you know, Let's face it, phone footage. Yes. There are about 4,000 phone footages yep. they had to go through. Yep. He told the judiciary panel how embarrassed he was for his children as well as the under-9s. He coaches in the local Penrith company. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. 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 The consequences are considerable. I'm coaching considerable. kids and how do I explain to them that, uh, the behaviour to them? Yes. How do they look up to someone like me when they see that on TV? The yep. truth is Tamo has been frustrated for a long time. He's angry that the Tigers have struggled the whole Two years he's been at the club. Mm. Humiliating defeats, as we are talking about this before. Yeah. Every weekend can we add down the best of men, especially the ones who have been successful at previous yeah. clubs like Penrith and North Queensland. Especially when they were ripped off in that last minute a few weeks ago when they had that, what was that, big win against... Uh, Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yes, in uh, now North Queensland. Yeah. Yes. No. I and, mean, that's... That, 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 you know, I, I thought... I thought the incident, that's what James Tamo was reacting to. It was that delayed. It was delayed. Yeah, yeah. because he was still in shock. I know. But remember, all, I mean, all West mm, Tigers fans are still in shock. And remember, of course, they couldn't react because the match was over. Yeah. They had to wait a whole... And there was nothing later. they could do about it. All the rugby league could do was say, yeah, we got it wrong, but you're not getting your two points. <laughs> yeah, we got it wrong, but you're not getting your two points. I mean, that someone like James Tamo... How must he feel? I mean, how must he feel? I know. He, uh, Can you just wear that week in, week out? No, you, you can't. can't. Eventually, where's your now, Roy? Yes. And you're going to lash out. Lash out. That's right. And nobody But he would... was a big man to, to, to say to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, look, I lashed out, but it was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I was fast. But we were ripped off. Yeah. The break Two weeks ago. Go and have a look at it, Brooklyn. We won that game! Okay, Dad. I'll have a look. Dad, you didn't get the two points. I know! Anyway. Look, I I understand, but what a great story 
on Father's Day Eve in 2022, yep. I'd find a bloke who has no more tomorrows in rugby league. Well, a bit like Serena. Serena, that's right. This is the end of the journey. This, the, yeah, that's you know, right. You know, that's Who would have thought that James Tarmo and Serena Williams would say goodbye on the same weekend? I know. That's just uh, unimaginable. Uh, unimaginable. Yeah. And you've got to understand is that mm. playing rugby league isn't mm. like a bus trip to the terminus. No. The bus stops lots of times along the way and often you're asked to get off. You are. And, uh, you know, it's just sad that, you know, a great servant of the game leaves with this cloud hanging over him. Yeah. I'd love to see Volanders come out and say something. Yes. You know? Yes. We don't, while we don't condone what he's done, mm. we feel for his whole family, Brooklyn in particular, who had to go look at the record book to make sure they didn't get the two points. Well... Mm. Should there be a, a, a James Tamo medal struck or something? I think there should be. I think there should be. I'm not sure exactly... Who you'd give it to. Yeah, no, or how it would work. Because let's face it, these things don't come along every year. Mm. The idea that a great servant of the game, three clubs, yeah. 308 games, was it? Is that the number let's I Let's say out? 308, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a hell of a lot of games. I know, I know. That's a lot of hard work. Imagine the training involved. Yep. Yep. I mean, sure, you can bludge sometimes, like Stomp and Luttrell. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, it'll get you if you don't train. Well, James Tamo never bludged. He always trained. Mm. He was always the first to put his hand up. Mm. Always. Mm. Now, a great servant of the game. I, can, I can't think of a greater servant of the game than James Tamo at no. the moment. I mean, if pushed, I probably could think of one or two. Well, like Joey Johns. Well, great servant of the game, yeah. yes. Like, but better than James Tarmo? Well, hard to know. Hard King, to know. King Wally? Great servant of the game. The Crow? Saying, like, like, what about uh, Satz's boy? Ah. Uh, Scott Sattler. Oh, great, great servant, servant of the, of the game. game. I'd put him up there with James Tarmo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scott Sattler. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you would. What about Steve Edmed? Well, <laughs> Steve Edmed. Selects himself. He does. In Servants of the Game, mm. you know, Volume 1. Yeah. I think we're going to have to put in some work on this. Yeah, we are. What about the the, the, the penguin, the bloke they couldn't put down? Oh, Graham. No. Yeah, I think Graham's right. Graham Bradley. Graham Bradley. Yeah, the penguin. They Great put, Servant of the Game. Couldn't put him away. No or, one could put him away. Or the nudist, Jeff Gerard. Jeff Gerard. The blacksmith. A lot of great servants of the game. Well, see, that's where your musical should be. Great servants of the game. Do you think anybody would come? No. <laughs> Leichhardt Oval has the oldest rugby league toilets in the world. They must be preserved. Bludging on the blind side is asking all lovers of the greatest game of all to sign the petition and send a strong message to the Inner West Council, the Parotet Government and Federal Authorities to keep their hands off our history. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And some disappointing news on that front. Well, right? I, I, I got a very um, sobering Sober email yes. from the from the mayor of uh, the you know West Council, uh, Darcy Byrne, uh, suggesting to me and to everyone that at the end of next year, next uh, the two thousand and twenty three season, there'll be no games played at Leichhardt Oval again. You mean just no NRL or no, no NRL, games? no nothing. Whoa. So this is a real shock. The end of an era. The end of an era. Yeah. And locals aren't happy about it. 
be great if uh, we could get James Tamu for because he's obviously the person who's retiring tomorrow. Yes. For 308 games. Because he'd have time on his hands. Yes. He might be able to lead a campaign to... A campaign to... Keep the ground open. Keep the ground, yes. Keep rugby league at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. Where it's been since 1908. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, now, just on that, on? remember... I mean, tribalism. I mean, Volandis talks about tribalism. He hasn't got a clue. He hasn't got a clue. Go yeah. to Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, that's right. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Stand on the hill. That's yeah. where you see tribalism. Now, remember a while ago, and I don't know how this came up, but uh, there was some redevelopment of uh, the Centre of Excellence out at Concord, mm. and I think it might have been uh, Campo, yeah. David Campisi, went out for a look-see That's and right. discovered famous rugby union photographs on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in a bad state of... Shocking state of repair. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> here we go. Good news. Good uh, it's one of the iconic Australian rugby pictures, according to the Snoozeby rag. Yeah. Wallabies fullback Jim Lenahan at full stretch, scoring a try against the Springboks in 1965 at the SCG with amazed, amazed ball boy looking on. It's you can see it all, can't you? You don't yeah. need to see it. Yep. Lenahan was rugby rock star, a rugby rock star who played for the Wallabies straight out of school, late 50s. Among his many athletic gifts was kicking goals with a heavy leather ball mm. and old boots from beyond the halfway. That's some kick. That's some kick, yeah. Especially on a wet day when the leather's yeah, know, sodden. heavy sodden. Now, Lenahan mm. passed away last week and the Wallabies wore a black armband in Adelaide <coughs> for their match against the Springboks. Yep. A huge poster of Lenahan diving try, a huge poster of Lenahan's diving try, along with the big picture of the 1927-28 Waratahs hung above the dressing rooms in the old Concord Oval. Yes. That's what I was referring to earlier. Yep. But when the venue was demolished for the rebuild, the pictures were ripped down and thrown away. They Must were. have been league people involved. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't it Campo who spotted them? It was Campo, yeah. that's what I mentioned. Yeah. The good news is pictures are to get a new home in the new NSW Rugby League Centre of Excellence at Daisyville. Now, did you know about this? The no. Rugby, sorry, the Rugby Centre of Excellence at Daisyville. No, I knew nothing about it. I mean, I like Daisyville. It's an interesting suburb. It is. Beautiful houses. Beautiful houses. Now, hmm. can I ask how many centres of excellence this nation actually needs? Daisyville, they'd have to flatten a lot of houses they to would. fit it in there. They would. Anyway, that's good news yeah. that the photographs have been uh, restored. Look, I wonder if the whole concept of centre of excellence is somehow being devalued. I, I, exactly. Well, I mean, exactly. Should the Concord Centre of Excellence should that be the benchmark? And, and if something doesn't come quite up to that standard, it can't call itself a centre of excellence. What a good idea! That's an excellent idea, and we'd have a panel. Yeah. You know, you might have, you know, somebody from rugby league, somebody from racing, somebody from... And someone representing the government. Yeah, that'd be Peter Volandis. Peter Volandis. Oh, well, jobs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd go around and say, nah, not up to scratch your toilet. Not to, 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 you to, cannot call this a centre of excellence. Yeah. See, yeah. It, it, it's got to be some sort of weird template that you can push these centres of excellence through and say, yes, they're okay. Yes. Or this is just a dump. That's right. Or this is just clubhouse. Yes. Or yes. this is just a change rooms. That's right. Because otherwise people will cash in on it mm-hmm. and pretend they've got a second centre of sure. excellence when they haven't. Oh, yeah, they think they put a pool in. Suddenly yeah. it's a centre of excellence. Yeah. No. no. Where's the, the tile of the logo <laughs> in the middle of, of the... Of the club. Of the, yeah. In the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Because you can't have people swimming up and down in the black line. That's gone. That's Those gone. That's gone. Yeah, that's not centre of excellence no. stuff. Max has uh, just been in touch with you. He said he'd like to see James Tamo and Serena Williams embark on a worldwide farewell tour together. <laughs> what, playing tennis? Well, I suppose so, they'd just talk. Oh, talk. They'd do the talk shows, wouldn't they? Yeah, with whom? Yeah. Oh, 
what an idea. James Taylor and Serena Williams. Coming out. Going around the world. Take us through it. Now, <laughs> without imagining what that would be like, can I come to one question that's worrying me and I can't use my imagination enough on this? Uh-huh. You know how Cam Smith, that's not the rugby league player, but the golfer, yeah. assigned with Sharks. Oh, the family size. man. Yeah. The family man, the guy who's got the 140 million. Put his family first, yeah. Put his family first. Yep. How will golf in t- five years' time look any different to how golf looks today? Mm. See, it's not as though, as you pointed out earlier, it'd be great if you could take a dump between the 14th and 15th, and was, that was every time you played the course, you had to do that. Yeah. Sometimes you just had to wait. Well, that's what I assume is going to be happening. Yeah. It's going to be a, a lot more entertaining. See, you've got, you've got a band now at every hole. Yeah. Now, people are either going to love this or hate this. I suppose it depends who the band is. And can I ask you, in the past, there used to be a party hole. Yeah, is there used right? to be, yeah. Yeah, you know, so the eight. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Having a party hole. Well, but can... but I, I think with Shark Show, every hole's a party hole. Right, right. And you've got teams, remember? It's teams. Yeah. You're not following one individual. You know, we'll be watching, should we watch it, whether you're allowed to watch it or not, I don't know. I don't know if it's going free to wear. I think it's a YouTube sort of show, isn't it? Well, yeah, I don't think they've done a deal with a free to air. No, I don't think I don't think so. But you'd be watching, you know, Mark the Monday night brewery guy, Mark oh, Leishman. Mark Leishman, yeah. And Cam. Well, they're Team Australia. And you go out and root. And you go, Aussie, Aussie, come Aussie, on, Aussies. Yeah, go, go. yeah that sort of stuff. On you, Mark. Yeah. Good shot, Cam. Yeah. Now, whether hold... they, they alternate, you know, Cam hits off and the second shot's taken by Mark, third shot by, uh, I don't know. Is that the way it works? Oh, right. I hadn't thought of that, but that's an excellent idea. Great idea. Well, see, that, that, that's the shark's thinking outside yeah. the box. Yeah. Because that... you, you, shark could never live in a box. No. <laughs> could he? No, he couldn't. He was always yeah. outside the box. Can, can I ask, though, is that significant difference? You know what, having a band at every hole and having uh, to take a dump between the fourteenth and fifteenth hole. That. That, I love of course that. It's a I love all that. That's great. No, I was just going to the matter manner of play. Mm. So America's number one. Let's say Fuzzy Waldorf. He mm. tees off. Fuzzy, yeah. But then we've got um, Jason Love the third. Yeah. Playing the second shot. Second shot. Yeah. And then and, Fuzzy comes back and takes the third. Yeah. Okay. They're playing, obviously, uh, you know, Leishman and, um, yeah. you know, Cam. Mm. Now, what's in it? What's in it? A lot of money's in yeah, it. Yeah, but they've already got a lot of money. Oh, I know. Well, what, maybe. What sort well, of prize money? If you've got $140 million to do something, what sort of prize money would make you get out of bed? Oh, it would have to be a fair bit, wouldn't it? But, see, maybe, maybe it's a lot more complicated than we think. Maybe Cam's got a... While he's in the team with Mark Leishman, maybe it's in his interest to put the ball in a difficult lie for Mark so that he can beat Mark. So you're playing against mm. the bloke you're in the same team with. So you've got to juggle, do I want the team to win? Go Team Australia! Or do I want to beat Mark? Yeah, no, no, I get what you're talking about. Well, that could become a fascinating thing. Yeah. Is there a musical in it? Oh, uh, No. Blindsiders, looking for something special in dining this season? Make a beeline for first-grade cuisine dished up with front-row banter and abuse at Fafita's. The only night spot where a load goes in and out with a spray from a Dally M Premiership star. 
And Mad Monday approaches, Roy. Oh, yes. So a lot of the teams uh, will be Stay knocked out. Stay at home. Of I know. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. Put the uh, stack out on inside. <laughs> now. Uh, <clears throat> I've got to say, Andrew Abdu, who is chief executive of the NRL, says that, you know, their player ratings, uh, you know, the described as the MPS score, mm. is in the mid-positive 20s, among the highest ratings ever. It's great. We use an independent agency that compiles survey data. It's just statistically significant, so the population size is representative, and they extrapolate that out over, extrapolate that out over uh, what the overall sentiment is. Any time, I mean, it gets pretty gobbledygook in yeah. here. Uh, I, what What's your read on the public's affection for rugby league at the moment, and particularly sky the high? Yeah, sky high. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I've never seen it higher. Wherever I go. Wherever I go thing. at the moment, yeah. it doesn't matter where I'm at, someone's going to come up and want to talk rugby league. Yeah. Or if I go past a crowd of people, <clears throat> I often overhear them discussing rugby some league. aspect of rugby, rugby league. And often it's technical. Yes. You know, like, yes. you know the short yeah. kickoff, when did that become a yeah, thing? That's right. And yeah. why uh, can't uh, Latrell uh, execute it? Yes, yes, yes. A horrible thing, the short kickoff. I know. Why do I just hate it? it. I just hate, hate it. Everybody yeah. hates it. It rarely ever works. I know. I don't understand it, especially a, a kick-off off the goal line, short kick-off of the goal line. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Uh, they want to try and get the possession get back. The possession, yes. Yeah, I know. I understand that. But, yeah. it, but it rarely works. Now, And you just look stupid when it doesn't come off. Can I ask on the Max other Max would like to see Grand Designs Australia devote a whole series to Australian Centres of Excellence. <laughs> what an excellent idea. It's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose you'd start with the Penrith. That was the original, wasn't the it? The original, some say the best. Some say the best. Yeah. yeah. What's their pool like, HG? They've got good. that logo of the no, Panther in it? No, they haven't got the Panther in the pool. <laughs> no. Look, I, I mean, how? look, can I just say, I think the state <coughs> government in New South Wales and Queensland yeah. should appoint their or direct their sports ministers to yeah. conduct a survey yes. of the Centre of Excellences so we know where we stand. Mm. At the moment, it's just this blood, yeah, like a blight, <clears throat> trampling yeah. across the countryside. You know, I've been. What I do often overhear, HG, is people wondering why there isn't an open day at these centres of excellence. Oh, what a great idea! So the public can go in and have a bit of a look. I've got to say, I think the AFL run open days at their centres. Well, of, of course they do. Yeah, head of the game. Yeah, I mean the rugby league's playing catch up all the time. I know. Yeah, I mean not only is there no open day for the centre of excellence. I no mean, musicals. we haven't cast anyone in... The musical. Joseph and the American Technical Dreamcoat. Starring Wally Lewis. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, now, I, Mad Monday. I mean, obviously, Mad Monday did promote rugby league. Oh, yeah. It was just... <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just in a manner that... Mm. Got too much attention from the wrong sort of That's quarters. Right. That's right. Because the rugby league players did a lot of things they normally did, mm -hmm. but because it was Mad Monday, yeah. all of a sudden they were on the front page of the Murdoch Press. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What are various clubs doing this year, actually? They're putting everyone on the bus again and driving out to Buggery so that I think whatever happens stays out in Buggery. Stays out. <laughs> I, I, stays I, out to Buggery. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much the go. And no phones? No phones. And yeah, the bus driver's got to be? Bus driver, uh, you know what, non-disclosure? Non-disclosure, yeah, thank document. you. Yeah, document. Yeah, commercial incompetence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. And uh, I'm just wondering if... And the uh, driver can't have a phone either. No. No recording devices no. within 100 miles or 100 kilometres. 100 kilometres. Of the site <laughs> where the players are going to See, what annoys explode. me... What annoys me, NRL issues Mad Monday warnings as fan rating source. I mean, what what are they doing here? They're drawing attention to the idea that you get a day off where you can do whatever you like. Mm. So why why do they think that's a story? If they shut up about it, nothing had happened. That's right. That's right. Now. Yep. Still, Mad Monday sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? If Yeah, well, look, you know. And can I point out... It's, it's just that one or two players can go a little bit too far. I know. A bit who silly. are the two that got up on the roof in Canberra? Ah, oh, the to- rooftop two. The Blake rooftop Ferguson two. Yeah. and Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Was it Josh Reynolds? Mm. No, maybe no, not. Maybe Adam maybe Reynolds. Not. No, not Adam Reynolds. Anyway, so there, there, someone will know. Now, can but I But that's ask? when it gets a little bit out of hand. Out when, of when hand. When the players start climbing on the roof... With a couple of carts and a bruiser. It's time to... Yeah. Come on, boys. Let's go. Home. Yeah. Pants up. <laughs> Pants up. Now. Let's go. Now. Go on, I... clean yourselves up. <laughs> go on. That's right. Yeah. Can't get in a cab looking like that. No, come on. No, that's right. Come on. You remember your Raiders. <laughs> now, can I ask, this thing between uh, Nelson Safar Solomona yeah. and Jared, Jared Wahia Hargraves. Yes. The Battle of the Hard Men. The Battle of the Hard Men, you mm. know. The, the sort of uh, they wanted a street fight and they got it. Yeah, I mean, is that what rugby league should be promoting? I mean, here we have the, the yin and the yang. You can't have anything to do, you know, untoward on Mad Monday. Yeah. But at any time during the during the w- games, mm. you can go, you know, you can put the whistle away and thump anybody else. Yeah, the living daylights out of somebody else to say you were Ray Rabbit's warren with the phone book. <laughs> yeah, Rabs never used the. No, phone I know, book. I know that was unfair. <clears throat> That's unfair and, and uncalled for. Yeah, no undignified. Need. No, Rab, no. Rabs could, uh, yeah. well, as Rab said to me, I know, I know as soon as I look at them whether they're guilty or not, <laughs> was Josh Dugan. Josh Dugan, well uh, done. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well done. Hmm. Now, we come then to the problem of are we, are, is the actions of Jared and Nelson, hmm. is that the standard we set? Hmm. You can have. You mean, are you, looking, is, looking, trying to put that at a distance, is it good for rugby league? Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Is the key. Is it thumb, good having two. Who's cock of the walk here? Well, that's the trouble. It's, that's the trouble, isn't it? It's a, it's a battle to be who's to be declared the cock of the walk. Yeah. The king thug. The king. Or, or the king the, grub. The, the you, best elbow yeah, in, in the league. business. Yeah, the best Who's elbow. got the best elbow in the business? Yeah. Well, Jared's pretty good. <laughs> but. You know. Nelson. Nelson's not far got, behind. Uh, now, are we expecting every team to turn out somebody who's... Uh, I was going to use a... Well, you've got to have a hard man, haven't you? You've got to have yeah. someone who's well, going who's to lay tough, down the law. Who's the tough nut in the Parramatta lineup? Who's the... Oh, who'd be you've the got tough Junior nut. Paulo, but he's not a tough nut. He's just a hard player. Yeah. A difficult player. Yeah. And they run around the uh, the yeah. problems. The, they don't go well, through maybe that's why they haven't won a premiership in a long time, H2, because I think you've got to have... You've got to have someone who lays down the law to win a premiership. Well, in the face of, you know, the human mm. face of, who's their hard man? Mm. They used to have Matty Mat- Mat- Tapao. Yeah. Now, he only ate meat. Yeah, which that's is right. Sort of that's right. Pretty good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> what I like about uh, Nelson is that uh, Craig wants him 
doesn't want him to change anything. No, I like that. I yeah. like that. Craig's yeah. supporting him 110%. I know. It's well, that's got to be good. Well, can I just point because out? Because if you're going to be a grub, it's you've got to know you've got support. Exactly. Coming from exactly. the front office. I know. That's right. The home of the King Grub, yeah. 2022. Yes. They'd be out the front there now. That's the right. They'd be writing the sign now. Yeah. Um, look, people say now, uh, I see the comment from Dale Finucane. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't think fines are a deterrent. People don't want to miss games. No one wants to be fined either. But I say the game matters more. You don't want to see guys sitting out big games, but there also has to be a duty of care. Mm. You can't be going in with high tackles and some other things we're seeing. I don't think the system we have is the most effective in deterring these avoidable things. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what else he's suggesting. What is he suggesting? Well, we've got to come up with a third way. Yeah. Can't fine and can't suspend. Right. Well, maybe we uh, appeal to the player's innate sense of reason Uh and say, Jared, put the elbow away, fella. You want me to change? No, just put the elbow away. Everything else is great. The hip drop, leave that alone. Leave that alone, too. Well, I can't hip drop no more. No. A cannonball, go out. No. (laughs) Just put these things away. Appeal to their sense of reason. Well, I suppose that would work. Yeah. And uh, look, on that cheerful note, mm. it's time to pack up the pledge for another week. And, well, it's an uh, optimistic note, isn't it? It is a very optimistic, optimistic note. Optimistic note. And we'll work hard at finding the musical and a couple of stars to perform in the musical in the coming week. Yeah. In the meantime, if you do want to get the last two hours of your life back, there's always the podcast. You can go right back to the beginning and listen to the show all over again. I know it's stupid, but there it is. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, thanks for being part of the Bludge audience across Australia. And we'll bludge on next week, Blindsiders. See you then. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. G'day, Patrick Stack here from ABC Sport Daily. Imagine an NRL front rower, but who can punch like a freight train and has the fastest feet you've ever seen. He'll kill me if I don't mention this. He's got a million dollar smile, even though he gets punched in the face for a living. Here's what we've got for you. He almost certainly will be suspended by the PGA Tour the moment he strikes a shot in the next live event in Boston. A sports story in under 15 minutes. She's been Sam Kerr. She's been the plan B in some ways and also the plan A. That's it. That's the sell. It's got people talking about the BBL while we're still in the height of footy season here in Australia, which that in itself is a big success for the BBL. ABC Sport Daily. It's your daily sports conversation.